0: The Around the NFL podcast only
2: exists in Dan's mind. (laughs) Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, coming to you from a room that's filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What is up, boys? Hey, Dan. Championship Sunday is in the books. Uh And it will be breaking news, spoiler alert. The San Francisco 49ers against the Kansas City Chiefs.
3: Oh,
4: yes.
2: Exactly. Mark, are you into this game? I'm very into it. It is. It is two fresh new teams. And I was calling for the sound drop, but I want to hear oh. your real thoughts as well. Hit the sound <laughs> drop. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Ricky. Okay. So, <laughs> finish your thought then. No, I
3: just, you know, the, the, you're looking at the combinations the minute you get to championship week, and there were a couple combinations that excited me less this promises to be a total fireworks show, potentially, and you know the Sessler family is on the Niners bus to some degree, Absolutely. or a large degree, to some so, degree. So, well, I'm just saying, I you yes. know I'm rooting
2: for them to enjoy the it, great so. Simone Sessler. Yeah, your better half, as they say. Yes, but no questions about that. What a what a blanket statement to put on all oh, relationships, yeah. but in this case, <laughs> correct, <laughs> is a huge Niners fan. She's legit. Yeah. So and we're very children. happy for. Her.
3: They are all over the map. They're yeah. rooting for multiple teams. As children do, they're kind of feeling out. They, anything that smells like a loser, they get away from quickly. Well, it's, it's a like smart
5: move. We got, we got a, a a meh, you know, set of conference championship games overall today, which means we're leading to a great Super Bowl. Last year, we had the most unbelievable conference championship Sunday of all time, I would say. And what did that lead to? 13-3. To I'm fine with this on
2: our Around the NFL Network show, the broadcast. Which, thank you to everybody that watched our three-week audition. We've been promised nothing about that show existing beyond uh, this month, but we had a lot of fun doing it, and everybody that supported it. You guys are the best. Uh, my my prediction was that there would be two kind of blowouts today. Humble brag. And that stinks because you want a lot of fun on the on this great day. But it really is the best scenario to me, ultimately, because you don't want one of these. Not that there's anything against the Titans or the Packers, but if one of those teams sneaks in, then you're worried about a Super Bowl blowout. I just don't imagine how it now, can happen with these two teams. I agree. How fun. Football.
3: It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> this show does exist in Dan's mind. That's what I'm beginning to learn also. At least a vast majority of the segments cooked up by Dan.
2: Um. How was how your Anthony Ferkser will score in the final six seconds to win? Why do There's you need to bring right that up?
3: Well, you know, it was looking
2: good. He did score a touchdown and then uh, everything, yeah. you know, the floor fell out. <laughs> um, all right. So, you know what we're here to do. We're here to talk about the two games and uh, and then maybe spin forward a little bit, do some winners and losers. And a reminder, by the way, uh, we will be heading to Miami next week, a week from today, and uh, our big Around the NFL live show at the Miami Improv. Now that we know the teams that are in oh, it. Yeah, that's true. Fans of the Niners, fans of the Chiefs, get in on Thursday. Come to the show Thursday night. Tickets available at MiamiImprov.com slash events.
5: Th- this is going to be an incredible showing of the fan bases. The Chiefs haven't been in a Super Bowl in 50 years and have one of the greatest uh, fan bases in the entire NFL. And the 49ers... With the history that they have and the lack of Super history Bowls, is I know I know they were in New Orleans not that long ago. That that it's long enough ago. They're going to show up. That's going to be unbelievable.
2: Everybody's it, excited about this matchup. The Niners, of course, were in the Super Bowl against the Ravens, the famous Beyonce blackout game at the Superdome, uh, but. Did a little research, as we must do as professionals. It's been a while since the Niners hoisted the Lombardi. you got to go all the way back to the 94 season. And the Chiefs, of course, yes, it's been a very long time. So let's get into the games. We'll go in uh, reverse order once again. So let us start at the big bell bottom.
4: Garoppolo in the gun, Mostert to the right. Debo Hendrick, Samuel again, good matchup. Kendrick Bourne in a bunch formation. Debo behind Emmanuel, the point of the bunch. they get a gun run, Mostert off the
5: left side, breaks a tackle. 25, 20, 10, 5, touchdown!
2: San Francisco! Feels great, baby, ride that wave, Mostert. Wow, <laughs> Thirty-six. <laughs> Mmm Greg Papa and Company Oh right off the bat turn it up turn it up in our ears Out there for a second. Yes, you did. I had a Red Bull right before we started. <laughs> Greg Papa with the call for the Niners Radio Network. Raheem Mostert, he began the NFC Championship game on the sideline. As a reserve, he ended it as a Santa Clara folk hero. Mostert set a team record with 220 yards and four touchdowns on the ground in San Francisco's 34-20 win over the Packers. The Niners advanced to their first Super Bowl, as I said, since the 2013 season. And, uh, Mark, I'll start with you on this one because Simone Sessler, she's dancing. She's dancing like nobody's watching, maybe holding a glass of white wine Chardonnay, the kid she put to bed, and now she's just spinning around in the living room waiting for you to get home. Let's move this along. And you know what? (laughs) (laughs) what? Impressive
5: she got him to bed so quickly.
2: What a day (laughs) for Simone and all the other Niners fans because this was a a three-and-a-half-hour celebration.
5: To me, one thing that I pull from
3: it is the versatility of the 49ers and almost a a huge flex by Kyle Shanahan to show Jimmy G, who is constantly a talking point and an excellent quarterback in many ways, and when you need him, he's there, threw the ball eight times. That 90-plus minutes of real earth time passed in this game where Jimmy G was not asked to throw the ball because of their utter and total dominance on the ground against a Packers defense that... Sorry, Mike Pettin, I mean, this is not a resume builder, what happened here. Because you went through huge chunks of the game where it was just extremely clear this is what Kyle Shanahan was doing. Raheem Mostert has turned into Superman. We're going to unleash him over and over and over. And on the flip side, I don't think that, like, a supercharged Nancy Drew could find Green Bay's offense until the game simply didn't matter. I mean, it's like both sides of the Green Bay operation.
2: Nancy Drew on, like, a Toradol shot or something? My viewer is
3: more like an adult who's been through some stuff. Okay. And she, she, you know, her, her investiga- her investigative powers are fine-tuned, but she's Got a bit it. damaged.
2: Got it.
4: I thought we saw evidence of why Kyle Shanahan is the best play caller in the league, and since he started calling plays, he takes any running back you have and turn him into a stud. Going back to Steve Slayton, who was a fantasy football god as a rookie, Alf Morris wow, running Steve for sixteen hundred yards. I mean, Raheem Mostert, a guy who's been with seven different teams. Now, he was a spark score guy coming out of Purdue. He didn't get invited to the combine, but ran like a four three eight and was a total stud athletically, but bounced around the league. And you heard Troy, Aik- or Troy Aikman say you don't see holes like this in the NFL, but every week when you watch the 49ers, you see a few of them because Kyle Shanahan schemes this
2: up. Mm. He had over M- – Mostert has over 100 yards – uh, in yardage on the ground by halftime, without being touched. Well, see that contact. shows you he's just running into
5: open space. Which but he th- also is like athletic and has like a. Right, I love his running style. He sort he fits this style for their offense so perfectly because he kind of flows with the hole and and like knows when to get get up in it. And uh, it's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing. I was waiting for for the sound oh. drop there like he, the 49ers not needing to call a pass was it's almost humiliating the fact that they came out of halftime after the Packers scored a touchdown in their first touchdown drive and it's you know in theory it's somewhat of a game at that point it's 27 to 7 i guess it's not much of a game but it, at least the Packers were feeling good and he doesn't need to call a pass in the second half on a nine play drive. You said coming out of halftime the 49ers could legitimately kneel every down and still Oh win yeah, this they game. they I, although in hindsight you know the Packers did put up three touchdowns in three straight possessions. The game proved to be over at that point, but it's outrageous to not throw a pass coming out of halftime on that drive and still be able to score a touchdown. It's humiliating and you and I I was like what is Mike Petton doing? There was there was they didn't like put eight in the box for most of the game. They kinda had a, a light situation where they have their five defensive backs, which they played all season long. He didn't really adjust and I thought that the key play call was is third and seven early and he it felt like Kyle Shanahan knew what Mike Pettin was going to do in terms of the pressure that he was going to bring, and he calls a third-and-eight draw that goes for a Raheem Mostert touchdown, and it's over. And
2: none of of this is stunning. I mean, the Green Bay defense, while it was improved this year, and obviously they had a really nice offseason, and we celebrated that all season. I'm not sure he gets that. Yeah, I think we can't play that tonight. can't get it. As 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 they've had great. The loneliness. German
5: clo- clubs are closed. Right now.
2: They yeah they closed out the game. Preston Smith, the big sack last week, uh, but even that game, the Green Bay defense was getting gashed down the stretch there. Uh, so they had always been susceptible uh, to cold stretches, and this was felt like basically a worst case scenario where the defense isn't ready, and then the Niners' offense is just ripping through.
3: Them. I just I think that we all trusted Kyle Shanahan in so many ways, but one of the ways is who's going to get the best of Kyle Shanahan versus. Ex coworkers that he knows, and I think we mentioned this on our show on on Friday too. That you know he worked very closely with Mike Pettin and that advantage went clearly to Kyle Shanahan, to Matt Lafleur. I mean, fill in the blank. It it, it was Kirk Cousins a couple of weeks ago. So it's like when you work with Kyle Shanahan, he's observing you, and I think he does an excellent job of. Their roster is not star-studded on any level. It just is. It's it's a hodgepodge of guys that have grown inside the Niners system, and
5: some free agents and people that he's found that fit everywhere he goes. He seems to find the Maybe right piece. Maybe most, pieces. It, but I mean this. To me, is one of the most talented, if not the most talented. I just would say that two, I would NFL. say that two
3: years ago, you wouldn't say that like these players that have gro- like George Kittle. We all kind of fell in love with George right. Kittle a couple seasons ago, but becoming a household name is happening now.
5: A- well- Aikman made a great point of Kyle Shanahan. He thought his best gift is being able to evaluate talent and how it's going to fit in his system, and and John Lynch deserves all the credit for everything uh, that he's done to help the process here. But this is a situation where Kyle Shanahan's the boss. I mean, this is Kyle Shanahan's team, and especially offensively, to your point, Mark, he picks guys that you don't know are going to be stars, and they look like stars, like Debo Samuel.
4: Well, a big part of that is development, and developing George Kittle from a fifth-round tight end into the best in the business, that's huge. And then to go out and nail the draft, I specifically ripped on John Lynch this offseason and wondered... All those first-round picks, they were pouring into the defensive line and nothing was going on. Now you draft Nick Bosa, turn the whole unit around, pick up Dre Greenlaw in the fifth round, pick up Debo Samuel when
2: other guys are taking in Nikhil Harry. Mm, Greg? That one hurt. Um Here's when we're talking about it, Jimmy G throwing just eight passes, but it's incredible what this team was able to do offensively uh, without a passing game and without using their pa- passing game. At one point, Jimmy G went more than 90 minutes of real time with, uh, between passes when he connects with George Kittle with about seven and a half minutes. Of play- All right. If any, somebody already said it, somebody already said it. <laughs> That's I don't need it, your little chuckle and your look, Sessler. I did not start that look on any <laughs> yeah. level, by the way. I mean, no one would have I mean, seen the look. No. I, I don't need the looks is what I'm saying. It is.
3: It, I, There's a, a lot no, going on in the I host chair. I had to be looking at someone who made me chuckle. So, There's a lot know.
2: going on in the host
5: We're chair. I can't hang here.
3: on
2: every word. Stare it
5: up. Stir that pot.
2: Stir the pot. Every word I have to hang I on. think it's worth reiterating, so please when do. When he connects with George Kittle with about seven and a half minutes play, that's the only target Kittle had all game. That's George Kittle. That is one of the great tight ends in the league, and he was second in the team in receiving.
3: Who <laughs> also was throwing devastating blocks left and right. I mean, he wasn't. It wasn't a bye week for Kittle, but it almost like they they kind of like you. It's hard. It's tough to scout this team through the air when they did nothing
5: this week. I mean, Bill Belichick. I already said that. <laughs> Well, Bill Belichick is is at home watching this game and he is having the best time he's ever had. Not Not on a football field because the 1940s Navy offense is out there (laughs) going to the Super Bowl. I mean, they, they ran it 41 times and threw it eight. It's outrageous. I mean, they are truly playing like 1930s, 40s, 50s football but with an amazingly creative running game twist to it.
3: 475 yards in two games for the Niners in the playoffs on the ground.
4: To Kittle's credit, Kyle Shanahan said he never once has asked me to call a pass play for him, but if we pass a bunch of plays in a row, he'll come over and say, Hey, isn't it about time we call a run play now?
5: Mm. I want to get out there and block somebody.
2: Do we put any. Uh, do we put this loss on Aaron Rodgers at all?
5: Yes. I mean, I don't think if he had played his best that they would necessarily win, but you cannot come out of a game where he turns the ball over twice in the first half, one which really. You know, put the game away, essentially. I mean, he goes, what, three and out, fumble, interception, in three straight drives in the second quarter. He started six for six, and I think at that point they had negative passing yards. So it was certainly more than just him, but he started the game poorly. The first th- three first downs of the game, he went one-yard pass on a third-and-short, sack sack and he if he has had any issues I would say consistently over the last couple years it's that he doesn't take chances that he throws the ball away that he eats uh the ball a little bit and that happened early in this game I don't know if it would have mattered but he didn't play well that's he's gonna take
3: blame because of who he is but from the halftime of the win over the Seahawks until the halftime of this drubbing that they took in the first half here they were outscored 47 to 7 and you know, if it's a different type of quarterback, you can say that they were t- the offense was taken totally out of its game. I mean, they just the defense to me takes a huge mat. This also is a Niners team that was about 3 plays away from being 18 and 0. You just ran into a buzzsaw. Romo said in the middle point of the season that Rome that Rodgers and LaFleur had basically
4: come to an understanding. LaFleur calls the first and second down plays and then Rodgers say let let me handle third downs. Hmm. From that first 49ers blowout to the first half of this one, 0 for 16 on third downs against the 49ers. Wow. That's a man who's not handling pressure well, and when you juxtapose it with the way Patrick Mahomes handed pressure, I know the Titans' pass rush isn't even in the same league as as the as the 49ers' pass rush, but
5: Rodgers does not handle pressure like he did earlier in his career. I also didn't like Matt LaFleur not going for it on fourth and short very early at midfield. These are all just little things that the Packers needed to be perfect to compete even. And it was really just the turnovers from from Rodgers to me that, that stands out. For them to have any chance, he couldn't have done that.
2: Aaron Rodgers, by the end of next season, he will have turned 37 years old. So if you're a Packers fan, you know, this is a game uh, that sometimes these are easier to di- digest when you're clearly outclassed as, as Green Bay was in this game. Uh, but the clock is... Now, it used to talk about this. some people would get ahead of themselves when, when Rodgers was 33, 34. Oh, man, you're burning away his prime. Now we're really getting into the late career period where we don't know how much longer he's going to be able to be that guy. Is he even that guy anymore, Wes? You're, you're saying there's certain aspects of his game that have already deteriorated. So that's kind of a bummer, and I know, Greg, you were – Talking about it on Thursday, you were getting excited. You were I was hopeful, and Aaron yeah. Rodgers he made some great
5: throws. I mean, you look at the numbers, and you had, you would think he had a de- decent game.
2: But you see, and we'll get to Patrick Mahomes in that game. At this point, a difference between the true, like top of the line quarterbacks who can almost single handedly will a team back into action, and where Rodgers is, who I think maybe at this point in his career is maybe just a step below that. Is that unfair? No, no, not I don't at think all. that's unfair. Not, not but I
4: also all. think you can point that. If Rodgers had Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey instead of Jimmy Graham and Alan Lazard, I think the results are a little bit different. Absolutely,
5: but he's also was healthy all year. And I don't think anyone would argue that he was a top five NFL quarterback this year. I don't think he was that close to being a top five NFL quarterback this year. So that's a pretty big change. He made yeah. it, He's healthy and he's not a top five quarterback. That's different. Now, could he be next year? I mean, the fact that Tom Brady to me was you know a top one or two quarterback for you know three years from ages thirty nine to forty one I do believe it could still happen with the right combination of players and coaches, but it wasn't happening this year at that level
3: I do too, and when we play the the goody song and all that business he he did a nice job rebuilding the defense, but there was a I always felt there was a little bit of i don't want to call it arrogance because I think they simply believed in their young wide receivers, but this we don't need to address our skill position players on offense we're set we're fine and Aaron Rodgers throwing to nobody in this game. Like, the, you there's you get a big play by Jimmy Graham, but it's like a total anomaly
5: on this season. I think you, ha- you do have to ask questions, I think, if you're the Packers, and I'm sure they're going to be investing in offense this offseason. You know, philosophically, they've put so much into their defense. Free agency money and draft picks. They have spent like crazy on their defense. And they improved the defense from terrible to okay this year. But it's it's an offense league, and, and you, I'm sure they're going to want to start investing more in the Yeah,
2: offense. and you could see why that was their mindset. It's like, we have an all-time graded quarterback. We believe we've given him enough developing talent where he could lift them. And then if we build up on D, it could all come together in a championship-type stew. Maybe this is a bit of the wake-up call. Because here are some of the other guys that caught balls other than Adams, Graham, Alan Lazard, you had Jay Kumero with a catch, Mercedes Lewis with two catches, Jace Sternberger with two catches, Geronimo Allison with two catches, Tyler Irvin with a catch. I mean, these guys, they need to upgrade the talent. I, I agree. We're all in agreement on that.
4: Well, I know it's a new regime there, but part of their identity to me is play just well enough to get steamrolled by the 49ers in the playoffs. Because this has happened over and over again
5: against their defense. Right. Well, they yeah, when they've lost this year, they've lost hard. I mean, they've lost to the Chargers. They lost in this game they they haven't been overly competitive. It it's just a reminder too how how tough it is to make the Super Bowl. I mean, the 49ers are four and twelve last year. They're in the Super Bowl. And now Jimmy G has made just as many Super Bowls as Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers has have for their careers. It just takes so much. I mean it makes Brady's nine Ross Tucker point. It makes Brady's nine Super Bowls all the more Ridiculous that Rodgers and Brees have been to one each. Like, not only do you need things to come together, but you need to not have to face uh, an epic 49ers team that even the best Aaron Rodgers was probably going to lose. I mean, we're like
3: four months away from Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch being on everyone's hot seat list. I mean, it just everything <laughs> changes very quickly. I blame
5: the Saints. I blame the Saints for blowing that first yeah. game. They should have been in this game. The NFC North was over a little overrated all year. Uh, they they should have been there. You no, they weren't
2: yeah well they didn't get the didn't, W didn't happen all right any other thoughts on this game before we move on hmm we'll, we'll do a little winners and losers at the end if you want to put a bow on anything here um all right now this is the the only reason we got Ryan Bartlett behind the glass big Chiefs fan he's been waiting his whole life to see the chiefs in the Super Bowl making today a very important day
3: Hard not to be happy for him after all these shows that we've done with him. That's And the years where the Chiefs melted.
2: And, you know, Wes said to me privately, it's hard not to be happy for him, but I'm still not. (laughs) <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> like, that's
5: that's West though. Yeah, that's yeah. sort of how, you know. That's, that's cold that's of heart.
2: unfair.
4: I am a fan of Ryan Bartlett and a fan of Ryan Bartlett's Instagram account, which is on fire.
2: <laughs> All <laughs> right. So, Bartlett, it was a big day for him because his Chiefs were playing for a chance to get back to the Super Bowl. Let's get into that game.
0: William Shane's that same way. Three-man rush again by Tennessee. Mahomes moving to his left laterally. Chased, holding it, and gets out of bounds and up the sideline. He's not out of bounds yet. He's at the 10. Inside the ten. He does for the end zone! Touchdown! Kansas City! A remarkable acrobatic scramble on a 27-yard
2: run! Maybe the best play yet of Patrick Mahomes' incredible young career! Hail! Hail (laughs) to the king of the Chiefs Kingdom forever! Bartley cut this highlight. Because today, (laughs) the team that Lamar Hunt
1: founded... Was
2: Lamar Hunt's dream? Kansas City is the <laughs> AFC That's champion. Yeah, He's to Miami He's in been a Super out. Bowl 54. Holt has waited his whole career. <laughs> to Oh! Turn it up in my ears. Chiefs, 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 going to the dance. Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs. You wonder, Mark, if they had a sacrifice a girl of the natives to make this happen I know but I long disagree with you about what's happening in this scenario to me it's like
3: a I've, I've mentioned it a police drama you take it somewhere totally different so.
2: Patrick Mahomes yes he was a surgeon throwing the ball Sunday but it was his, that 27 yard run where he tap danced down the left sideline at the end of the second quarter. That's what we'll remember most about uh, this year's AFC title game. Mahomes' incredible TD run gave the Chiefs the lead for good and route to a 35-24 win over the Titans at Arrowhead. Yes, the Chiefs advanced to their first Super Bowl since the 1969 season. And, uh, Greg, with Mahomes out front, they have a great chance to bring this thing home.
5: I think what is so remarkable about Mahomes is that On a day like today, it's some of the things you don't think about, you know, when it comes to Mahomes that totally destroys the opposition. Like he's moving defenders before the snap to kind of open up, you know, running lanes. He's diagnosing every single thing that Dean Pease and Mike Rabel tried to do before the snap to show him different coverages. None of that uh, got him out of his game when they take away his first read, especially early in the game, he hits uh, a third and 10 to Kelsey. That was an amazing play to make it fourth and short. And they keep that drive going. I think his best skill right now might be buying time, having a feel for where the pass rush is coming from and buying a little extra time for him to make his magic. And all that's different stuff than just his arm, which is the greatest arm I've ever seen. And it's going to take an unreal defensive effort to stop him. And, uh, luckily for us, you know he's playing the best defense in the NFL. It took about twenty to twenty-five minutes worth of game time
4: in this game to to solve the question of which juggernaut force was more unstoppable, and it was Mahomes because resistance was futile. I think what Greg said he said it well. Like anything in front of Mahomes, if he can see it, he can solve it you gotta, you got to blindside him in order to sack him in this game. The Titans were getting some pretty good heat on him, and he was solving it by either scrambling or buying time to hit receivers. And I think that changed the whole way the Titans called offense because they knew their defense could not stop him. Mm. So every set of downs became so precious that they could not go away from Derrick Henry. That's what they believed in. And when you had the second and ones or the third and twos that they used to do play action on, They said, we got to go with Henry, and the Chiefs, you you saw they were even doing goal line defense in the first half to stop Henry in short yardage, and at that point, we're used to seeing Arthur Smith dial up play action or get creative, but I didn't think they dared get creative with the way Mahomes was toying with their defense.
3: Yeah, I mean, Tennessee's bread and butter and these two really interesting wins to get to this point are making... Teams that people thought more of highly uncomfortable. And the Titans controlling the pace and the Titans, especially in the second half, you know, having their way. And the Chiefs at this point, if you look at their two deficits against the Texans and today when they're down 17-7, that's a forty-one to seven deficit that they fought their way out of. So I don't so I win think both
5: comfortably. They,
3: exactly. To the point where I think even watching it at no today was a little different than the Texans because I simply believed in the Titans more and and they and they put up more of a fight after after having that lead but it was like by halftime that i had the same thoughts i did last week like this game feels just simply over to me because of what i love about kansas city why i think the super bowl will be awesome no matter what happens in the first minutes is how aggressive they are even when they're up and it's third and 10 they're going to keep throwing the ball and they're not one of these cookie cutter teams that sits on a lead they are going to relentlessly look for an advantage and that's Kyle Shanahan too so we're looking on paper at something very classic with the way the two coaching staffs attack.
2: It's interesting how the Chiefs offense never really kind of went that next level during the regular season And now they are in that unstoppable type feel uh, that marked their uh, season in 2018 when Mahomes was the MVP and threw 50 touchdowns. I just I couldn't not to keep everything on Mahomes, but I just could not believe how impressive he was in this game. It was like it was one of the best quarterback games I'd ever seen and I've ever seen. And I know he his numbers aren't perfect because 23 of 35. Uh, but I thought he played a flawless game and did things that nobody else can do. The touchdown run was Romo said it uh, during the game. He said it was maybe the best individual play we've seen by anyone all season. Hey, you just did it in the AFC title game to put your team ahead for good. His passing was unbelievable, and then when the the Titans, they threatened to make things interesting, bang, he hits Watkins for 60 yards, showing off that unbelievable arm. It's almost unfair, his physical abilities. I mean, it's
5: just so fun to watch. Especially with with the running ability I mean that that to me has been the difference in their winning streak since you know they lost to the Titans the last time around and he has picked up and I'm thinking of the Chargers game and and up definitely through the playoffs whenever they're taking away the pass now he's thinking okay he knows everything in front of him I'm going to take 11 yards I mean he was their leading rusher in both of these playoff games he's got the defense on a yo-yo it's it's outrageous, and I think a lot of it is mental, though. I mean, I really do think he's in his third year in this system. You know, second as a starter, and a lot of it is he seems incredibly sharp, and in that he's uh, like further ahead uh, uh, right now than he was a year ago in terms of taking what the defense gives him.
3: I think it also points to, and I like Damian Williams, and he's had a couple big plays for the Chiefs, obviously down the stretch. But their running back situation just is it. He has to do that because they can't lean on. They're stable of runners
5: the same way that the 49ers. Don't need, you don't need to run to be the best offense in the league. No.
3: that you well. Killers, but They might get, they're they're
5: get into a situation where they need you, to. Yeah, but, you know you want to, but it was, it was pretty interesting in the first half. I mean, I think they had three rushing attempts in the first half. And to Andy Reid's credit, he came out of halftime, and they had that drive right out of halftime, 13 plays, 70 three yards uh, and that was a lot of running in the third quarter uh, with Damian Williams and Mahomes and so they are able to mix it up a little they bit. They were up the ten first downs game. to four on the ground over Tennessee at one point which is you know they're, th- these
3: games have weird statistical stuff happening three quarters of the way through but that shows you that should have been
2: reversed if you're the Titans. Let's hear from Andy Reid after the game when they delivered the Lamar Hunt trophy back to the Chiefs.
4: Hey on three can we just give it one how about those Chiefs?
0: One, two,
2: <laughs> nice moment there. And then Travis Kelsey, who I'm sure is going to enjoy Super Bowl week, he got his chance on the podium. I learned one thing since I've been here. You gotta fight
0: for your right. To party!
2: I feel like Travis Kelsey is your nightmare, Mark.
0: Uh,
3: no, it's I, you know, I actually once interviewed his mom for a Mother's Day piece and she basically said that the two. about rag. Well, I guess. I mean, it was, I, I think like eight people read it, but the two Kelsey brothers are so competitive. They're so competitive that I think that when the brother gets there with the Eagles, Travis Kelsey has waited for this mm-hmm. moment. I mean, do I think that he probably practiced that line or had a, a short list of two or three lines that might work over the mic if they won? Yes, I do. From White Castle to the Nile. I know Greg
4: has a favorite Beastie Boys line, but he he might not be able to say it on this podcast.
5: Oh, what? I'd stick my dick in the mashed potatoes? We're not not allowed to say that, or we're live on the internet.
4: Oh, I mean, no. it's, it's a I, I'm trying
2: thought. to I'm trying to assign blame to why that just happened. <laughs> Wes queuing I mean, you know, Greg up and Greg not realizing that we're live. It feels I like mean, a good time for Erica to just step in and
3: take no, Eric's place threw her on hands show. up. I just and left. I'm out. Yeah. yeah, I mean think we she all gone. are at this point. I'm so.
2: out. <laughs> Alright, let's let's put the train back on the tracks here. Uh yes, and remember this was The same Chiefs team, Patrick Mahomes, led them to 24 points in the fourth quarter against the Pats last year, only to get left hung out to dry when the defense couldn't get off the field. So this was some unfinished business here in the AFC title game. And um, we talked about this, like, leading up weeks in advance on this, that Getting Andy Reid to the Super Bowl stage, getting Mahomes out in front. This is such a in a year where Mahomes kind of took a step back as Lamar Jackson rose up. This is now Mahomes' stage, and the I I think what we have time to talk about who's going to win the Super Bowl. But it's just like this is such a going to be such a great game. But Mahomes is the best player on the field on the biggest stage, and he's proven that on the biggest stage he gets better. How do you pick against that guy? Well, I'm going to struggle to.
4: I thought it was a great example of complementary football and how an offense helps a defense. I thought the Titans would push the Chiefs around, and it didn't really happen. There were a few plays early where Henry was going for 8 or 10 yards a pop. But the way the Chiefs offense helped turn the Titans offense one-dimensional in the second and third quarters, and then the Chiefs defense – with Honey Badger and Sorensen bringing hard hits, Frank Clark backing up his talk, Chris Jones playing better than we thought he would with the injury, the the Chiefs' defense turned the Titans one dimensionally to mm. start passing I, it after see, that.
5: See, I, I think it, they are complementary, but it's it's the Chiefs' offense. That just saves the chief's defense having a no show I mean you give up seventeen points in your first three drives that's a disaster. the Titans only had the ball seven times today for a full drive that's and what they I mean. scored twenty four points yeah I mean it's just... was so good he allowed the chief's defense to find them right it, it's crazy because it this was not a great game by the chief's defense, and you know you look at the final score and it's twenty four points and and it ends up being comfortable and they held Derrick Henry down. I mean they were like celebrate every time they got Henry on the ground in the first half for a 3 or 4 yard run they were celebrate like they were so happy but they really weren't playing very effectively. It's just amazing like when you put up 35 points that's one thing. When you put up 35 points in eight possessions it, it like it's over. I right. mean it it's like the Titans wanted to shorten the game. Great, you shortened it and you shortened it so you lost faster.
3: And if you had one nugget of information, you know, through a crystal ball coming into this game and it said that you know, Derrick Henry will be held to two yards rushing in the second half. In the final thirty
5: minutes, it's over. You know mm. it. Titans. Uh, I don't know. It's like they had their run. <laughs> I I would they look. I would look at this run. season though. They can't, I'm saying they I, can't be too disappointed. They I, ran I agree. Into a better it's different. Team. It's a little different to me,
3: and it's not on a it, Matt Lafleur. I think should look at this season and say, as a rookie head coach, he did a great job. But the Packers, with all that's happened with Aaron Rodgers and the playoff losses accumulating over the years. That's a whole different feel losing this game. If I'm a Titans fan and it depends what they do with some of these free agents and stuff and Mike Rabel is your coach, you feel good. Like this you were playing with house
2: money You feel tonight. good, but I don't see I don't buy house money. You're up 10 nothing. I get it. 17-7. You're, that's seven that's in fine, in a championship game there's no promises that you ever get back to the stage with this nucleus. No, these games are hard to get to and when you have a 10-point lead in the second quarter to then go from seventeen-seven up to thirty-five seventeen down—that's a bitter pill, especially when we yep. spent a week straight talking about, hey, the difference between the chief uh, between the titans and texans is if you fall behind against the titans it's over because derrick henry ends the game he couldn't do it this time and he did they you kept waiting for him to break that 60 yard run that he's done week after week and to the chief's credit they're not a perfect defense but they never let henry dictate the flow of the game and that was a big part i would just
3: say this though i mean i hear i hear you you don't want to lose i'm not saying titans fans are you know out at the bars dancing up and down the streets right now but you don't you don't sit around thinking that the better team lost. It's right. pretty clear you right. lost to a superior team. And to talk about a, taking steps in
5: one season, they took as big a step as any team in the league outside of the Niners. They do have uh, huge questions in the off-season. Tannehill, Derrick Henry, and Jack Conklin are all free agents. Those might be the three best players uh, on their offense along with A.J. Brown. And Here's some ideas. And Conklin- Sign them. Right. Conklin might be the easiest guy to say. I don't know. Henry, Henry might, feels like a oh, guy that will get tagged. I'm saying oh, okay. just get, get, okay. get the tag because it will be complicated to figure out anything else. And Tannehill, you would think they're going to sign him long-term. I don't think today was Tannehill's best game. Certainly not on... Him, but I don't think it was one of his best games. It made me question his ability in cold weather. He, he threw those back-to-back
4: ground balls at, in the mm-hmm. middle of the game, and it's like, what? Where is your grip on the football right now? I it, can,
3: I can already see a billion think pieces about buyer beware, Ryan Tannehill contract as quarterback. Articles. Is They're that, coming. Is that unfair, though? I'm not saying it's unfair. It's just so hyper predictable. It's hyper predictable. That it's like two small months. It, it is. Th- it is tough to what figure you out. Like
5: I, you know, we're we're doing these free agent rankings, and we'll get into this stuff. But it is tricky to figure out. Okay, him versus a guy that you've seen do it, but is way up there in years, like Philip Rivers or whatever. It it, it was a 10 game sample. He's worth more to the Titans than anyone else. They should bring him back, and I I really think that they will. Well, you forget because of what happened in the final three quarters. But in the first
4: quarter, you saw that he had time to throw in huge open windows whenever they did play action. It's really hard to evaluate quarterbacks in play action offenses because the windows are
3: bigger. He also took that Sorensen hit, and I'm not sure that he was right after that. What a Mm. shot
2: that was. I just don't think he was right. Oh, my goodness. And then they came back from break, and he was 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 holding his tablet and changing it with his nose because his hands were so cold he had the gloves on uh leading to a romo joke that he thought that might be connected to the mm. headshot he just took which Tony <laughs> Tony working a little blue in broadcasting terms on the NFL.
5: Hey, it's it's going around these days <laughs> I guess. Uh I I did really enjoy Tyron Matthew on the podium at at the end of the game and the kind of the journey he's been on, but especially his play today. I mean, he had that open field tackle early that that really stuck out on AJ Brown, but he had the Big tackle for loss on a pass play that he ends up tweeting about after the game that was the exact same play that the Patriots ran against them uh, for almost a touchdown uh, back in, like, week 12. And he said, I knew they were going to run that same play because cause I fell for it last time. And he's the type of guy who it seems like he knows what the other team is going to do before they do it. And he has been an incredible free agent sign. I mean, maybe their best uh, defensive player, at least on the field today.
2: Wes, didn't feel... In the newsroom early on, that this wasn't Chiefs versus Titans, it was more a Mark versus Greg <laughs> scenario with a lock, the lock-off title on the line. Greg needs a Chiefs win to clinch, and the tension in the room. When I got in right around the kickoff,
5: and you could feel
2: it when you sat all down. Right,
5: break down the percentage of where the tension was coming from. Give me an honest answer. Greg didn't seem to be right. sweating too much. It, it was th-
2: it was mostly it was a very intense Mark. <laughs> Uh, more intense than usual, but then um, greg you, you could I could feel that you felt that energy yeah. coming off mark. Why well, didn't I didn't want reporting. this to be a to brown point, situation? To the point where, when Mark goes upstairs to do a sky hit, you start making some positive comments about the Chiefs. Like, I got to get these in before Mark comes back downstairs. <laughs> well, that was the type.
5: of energy I, did, I didn't want on. it to be a brown situation where I couldn't root on the Chiefs for fear of for fear of. Upsetting I don't feel like I was that menacing, but I I, I, I was you know Not lost menacing, my own. But
4: experience. there was no, just intensity. You portrayed intensity. your chi- your Titans fandom ex- as if it was you know. A wellspring. It came from this natural place. It came from the fact that the
3: only thing I know you to be competitive in is the locks. Yeah,
2: you really wanted it.
3: (laughs) Well, and I, by the way, congratulations (laughs) to Greg. You did a great job, and you've won it outright at this point. So
2: here's your prize, Greg. You have to be take part in this next season and defend your title. No,
5: there's there's a rule. You know, whoever wins can make up the rules, and the no, locks that are over. A, that is not a They're rule. They're done. When did that become <laughs> that a rule? That is not a rule. Smart move by Dan, though, to lock up the 49ers and sneak into second place. There. I like You'll second You'll find place. your face
3: on a milk carton if you take this contest away from us. <laughs>
5: <laughs> that was a death threat, folks.
2: Um, pretty amazing that the Chiefs went 50 years without a Super Bowl appearance. Uh, they've had some very good teams over the decades. They've had some great teams over the decades, and you just it's kind of... Amazing that it never all came together until 2020. You
3: know what's been missing, though? Like the B line is this was the team that didn't draft a first-round quarterback, didn't pursue developing quarterbacks. They never had the guy. And like I, Andy Reid kind of quietly must be kicking himself for settling. And I, Alex Smith is a good quarterback and statistically viable and all this stuff. But Patrick Mahomes, he could have had five Super Bowls if he had a guy like this 10 years ago. I mean, ago. Bart-
5: Bartlett and his fellow Chiefs fans – have earned this moment. Not, I mean, they lost seven straight playoff games over 20 years. And then in the Andy Reid era, even, which has had a lot of hope, you've had five straight years where you've watched them. or I don't Go know home. if it's five straight, but you've seen five playoff losses. Can so, you put the
2: headset on uh, Bartlett a second
5: here? Yeah, we we got it here. After after all these Ryan's years.
2: Ryan's legit. He's, Ryan. He's a legit Chiefs fan. He, he's been the producer of the video show all season. He's done a great job. Bartlett, we, we talked about on last Sunday's show that if – the Chiefs win. You will run nude through downtown Culver <laughs> City. You'll go past uh, our office, past the sad old age home where the ambulances are always outside, past 7 past the gun shop, past 7 and then get to the DMV and come back. And sure enough, Ricky Hollywood has the video footage up after the game. Nude, Bartlett. Give the people what they an want. An HR nightmare. Roll Y. Take Y. <laughs> See, producers never stop Throwing it to himself <laughs> And if you, you, you gotta watch the YouTube show For this very reason well, we're never putting the YouTube yes! show back up after oh, Bartlett's bringing some pecs to the house Bartlett's working hard on that body So he wasn't ashamed to show it off Congratulations Ryan Oh this is great I, don't, I didn't know how to act so much my- First uh, first thing was just take off my clothes and start running around the block. So
5: what was the reaction of the people outside the gun store? Because there were some people out there. There was like a,
2: a group of gun store enthusiasts outside. Yeah, well, my first... Not ideal. When, when I ran by them the first time, not a big deal. But then when I turned around, Double I back. saw them all uh, start to make some funny faces at me, and I didn't know if they were going to come closer or step away. But Maybe
3: uh, not your people. I mean, I noticed, I thought, you you know, if you were especially striking without clothes and I couldn't get a full view there that, you know, you'd see cars veering off the side of the road, but they sort of just kept One driving hog, though, without any right? any issues. No,
2: I mean, that, that's hardly anything special for this neighborhood. I mean, okay. stuff like that goes on around <laughs> that's fair Venice point. all the time. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and point. Erica, why were you laughing so hard uh, as uh, Bartlett ran by you? Another dude. fair question.
1: Have, have you ever seen someone run down the street <laughs> naked towards
3: you? How could you not laugh so hard? <laughs> I, couldn't, I could not stop. It was so
2: funny. Now, here's the disgrace of it all. Bartlett, who's been a loyal NFL media employee for years, has gone to like the past five Super Bowls. This year, he's not getting sent uh, by by the league. And now the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl.
3: That's not right. we got to
2: get this. West started the hashtag, get Bartlett to Miami. I think we got to get him. Ricky started. Ricky started. We gotta, it doesn't matter. We all got to start it. I think we got to do something about this. we got to get him to Miami. Yeah. Maybe we could. Maybe we could start something. Maybe we all chip in a little bit. Maybe listeners help wow. get sure. this I think it, this is more than.
5: Yeah, this is more. This is more than money. This is logistics.
1: This right. is him producing your Sunday
3: Night Super Bowl right. Recap Show from. Kohler. Can we get
1: some other jabroni <laughs> to produce the? That's that's my. We're working behind the scenes, Wes. We're doing some it.
2: other jabroni <laughs> suggesting that you also are one. That you know what Bartlett, that is a logistical hurdle. I want you to get comfortable here because
1: you're not going anywhere. <laughs>
2: <laughs> let's try to get Bartlett to Miami there's got to be somebody else that can help out
5: right I mean we know a one shadowy league figure perhaps your boss could be helpful on this yeah <laughs> should we on Mark Brady
2: should we get Mark Brady on the phone on some point this week a sneak attack from the I think oh,
3: yeah. I think that's necessary
2: alright yeah. any other thoughts on this game gentlemen mm. congratulations Bartlett that's awesome 1969 season 50 years you guys want to do some uh winners and losers? Let's do it of Championship Sunday. Yeah. All right. I'll start. You mentioned him, Greg. Remember the name, Dre Greenlaw. Oh. Decleeting Jacob Hollister in week seventeen. Maybe changed everything. Uh if are they at the big bell bottom playing in, in this case? would well, they still have won maybe maybe the snyder's team was so good they could have went on the road but there's no doubting that the way things shook out by getting uh that win in week 17 big winner in addition to making plays throughout the playoffs as well that is he's a nice young player that's a winner for me hmm. what do you guys got
3: i got one for you how about the legacy of the shanahans and i you know the shanahans have their detractors over the years there was a time period where people looked at Kyle Shanahan as a bit of a nuisance and a someone that behind the scenes caused problems and was hard to contain inside of an organization well maybe and, Mike Patton sources said that but well that this ain't. is even previous to Mike Patton I'm thinking Ouch. you know end of yes, Redskins era exactly. and things like that I'm right but 100th year of the NFL you could be weeks away from having the first ever father-son duo to have Super Bowl titles and you know, I think we could go another hundred years before that happens again. So you're you're getting Mike Shanahan up on the stage today, handing out trophies. It's like we're going to get two weeks of Mike Shanahan celebration and praise and radio and TV spots. So it's a good week for the, to mm, be a
2: Shanahan. While you're here, because I had him under winners as well. Mike Shanahan's black leather dad jacket. Yeah. You know, when the when you're the when you're a dad, you hit forty, fifty, you know, towards sixty that black leather jacket it's like the last bastion of cool outerwear that you can kind of wear and not feel <laughs> self-conscious about cuz it kind of is it spans the the decades in terms of what's acceptable to wear and i thought he was rocking the hell out of it to be quite honest with you
3: yeah i lived in denver when they were winning those elway late elway career super bowls and he was involved with probably mike shanahan 20 ad campaigns <laughs> it was it was a little bit too much but we're heading right back into that that world here
2: are, are we More Mike Shanahan.
3: I don't know. I mean,
5: suddenly he's selling leather coats in your world. You're going to go buy one of these. Uh, Greg, you got one? Sure. Uh, I'm just going to give it up for the football gods, just in general. Like, the things they set in motion for this to happen. How about the Jets winning in Week 17 last year to give Nick Bosa... To the 49ers. I mean, that that changed a lot for the 49ers. That was nice of us. Uh, how about the Patriots losing in week 17 to set up this nice little role for the Chiefs, having two home games against the Texans and the Titans? I mean, that is not, not, not the roughest road that they could have had. I mean, going to Baltimore would have been uh, a lot tougher. Uh San Francisco, like you mentioned in in that Week Seventeen game, like the the route that they ended up having to take was kind of perfect. This has been the I think the weakest NFC in a while, which is which is only because the NFC has been so good year after year. The fact that you could make a Super Bowl uh, beating these Vikings and Packers team, I mean that's about as good a road as it has. And it, I think it's perfect because you're getting two unbelievable teams into the Super Bowl.
2: West, you got one.
4: You want a winner? Sure, anything. Uh, let's say aficionados of play callers and tight ends. Mm. Without a doubt, the two top tight ends in the NFL are George Kittle and Travis Kelsey. And in my opinion, the top two play callers in the NFL. Andy Reid is credited with bringing in a lot of the jet sweeps from college football that we've seen over the last half decade. And nobody runs more motion before the snap than Kyle Shanahan. I believe it's like 79% of the time he's running some kind of motion before the snap.
5: I think Kyle creates more easy plays for his offense than anybody in the NFL. Right. And he's, that's the thing about Shanahan. It took him forever. He was an assistant for so long, but it, pretty much every single offense he's ever coached, going back to his Texans offenses like 50 almost 15 years ago, they all were good. Like yep. they always had a big time advantage. Um I have a winner the general manager on the sideline
2: after a huge Mm. playoff win in a glory boy moment, beaming, cameras on him. He knows the cameras on him. He's got all his boys and his handlers and his assistants. They're all glad-handing and big grins for everybody. That's a nice moment when you get down to the field in a stage like this. I'll go out and throw out another winner. How about Rob Lowe in a big spot? And some people are going to put him on, on the loser list uh, because they say, why are you wearing an NFL cap when they flash to him in the crowd during the NFC title game? And let me tell you something about Rob Lowe. Uh, first of all, guy's in his mid-50s. Uh, still looks great. Just taking care of himself. Looking good. Good job for Rob Lowe. Here's the other thing. Rob Lowe, he's been famous for 40 years. He knows uh, what he's doing when he's wearing that hat. It's like when I w- used to cover the Super Bowl halftime. Uh, shows and inevitably somebody would ask the performer uh who are you rooting for on Sunday they always go oh i'm not rooting for anybody i i want both teams to do well that's cuz you don't want to cut out any anybody that would potentially watch your dopey new show on fox that roblo is starring what? in <laughs> Um, I, you know, so good for Rob Lowe. The guy's been relevant for forty damn years. So don't get on him about the NFL hat. I
5: thought he looked. good. I mean, you're compromised here as one of the re- the 17 readers of his biography. Uh, <laughs> That's you, damn you, right. You <laughs>
2: then. This is coming from the guy who read Rob Lowe's <laughs> 2011 autobiography. Stories I only tell my friends. I mean, to the point. What, what a book.
3: You know, we this the game was. What a bunch dull. of tales. Dan, tr- what you told us a bunch of tales. Dan held court on any. Right. Question one might have about Rob Lowe, or might one might not have? I mean, for seventeen to eighteen straight minutes, as an authority figure, are I mean, the only ones
5: who bought the book, <laughs> right? If Chad Lowe, that's writes, a bestseller, baby. If Chad Lowe writes a book, stories I only tell my friends. He might uh, include Chris Wesseling. Chris Wesseling is a winner today <laughs> because uh, he referred to Chad Lowe in a tweet as my man. My man. My man. Chad Lowe.
2: Chad Lowe.
4: Well, Explain. Chad Lowe has reached out on DM to me in the past. We are both Reds fans. He's a football fan. When I was going through cancer, he sent me a nice message. We got to talking Classic a Chad. few times. We've chatted. Erica doesn't know
5: who Chad Lowe is. That is the brother of Rob Lowe, who was uh, an actor that was uh, well-known. Uh, he's still well-known. He's, well he's had a nice career. But, uh, you know, West and week. by the way,
2: whoever made that dig, about six or seven books sold. Right? Flash up that book again. Let's see that. Top. Look at the top line, right right above Rob Lowe's Beautiful face is is bestseller. New York Times bestseller. I take it all back. Let's see you I mean, write a bestseller. It's got a gold sticker. That means something with a new introduction. By hey, let's let's that see. Let's see you
5: look more like a sports fan if you're going to go to a sporting event. By the well, way, if you're, about, if you're, I would wear an NFL hat over a certain team.
2: Well, the only
3: people that that were mostly caring about the NFL hat thing were sports, right? Just people, sports reporters on no, Twitter.
5: No, every sports fan watching that made oh, jokes they, about that. I mean, but Dan's point is: Have pl- you ever seen anyone wearing? A- no, the easy I, just, take I is don't have a huge know.
3: problem with the hat because it's right. You're just going to take it out on this guy who looks 30 years younger than his age. And by the way, Dan, if you're going to spend 20 minutes, yeah, you know, I mean he also put on a lot him. of makeup. Yeah. To, call, to just a dopey craft. show. The show is 911, and it aired right after that. Yeah. This
2: game. I think Rob's made a lot of good career choices, but sometimes it's just about getting that guap, right. getting the cheddar, and Rob Lowe doing this dopey 911 show. No, I, mean, ch- I mean, your choices, your choices become more limited as you <laughs> be, get older in life. Speaking of hats, a loser is Kyle Shanahan in the. Uh, Post game uh, on the platform, Terry Bradshaw, pull together, bro. Um, he takes <laughs> off the flat brim, the famous flat brim, to put on those NFC Championship winner hats. Never take off the flat brim. Leave the flat brim hat on. That is your good luck charm. Mm. So I'm a little worried about the Niners for that reason. You take off the flat brim. You put on the the swag, and maybe you sold your
5: soul to the uh, devil there. Mm. I've got a, I've got a loser. The the uh, the folks that uh, wanted to pay Derrick Henry a lot of money. Or the the running backs matter, folks. Like like you can still do it if you've got the right running back in 2020. The starting running backs in the NFL, uh, uh in the in the Super Bowl are going to be Raheem Mostert and Damian Williams, both undrafted on their like fourth That's team a great each. Call. And you know it's a you know it's great irony.
2: Le'Veon Bell a year ago saying I'm doing this for all the running backs. I'm holding out and getting a big deal to save all the other future running backs. He's ending up. Part of the reason why teams are afraid to give running backs money because mm. the Jets gave him a ton of dough and he flopped. Then he went bowling. You don't what you want the guy committed. So he had a great season on, on the bowling alley. Oh,
5: I was going to say. Yeah, what a year. Yeah. How about winner uh, Sammy Watkins? I mean, this guy is Mister. A- Mister. AFC Championship has a, a season high 114 yards against the Patriots in the AFC Championship okay. game a, a year ago, and goes for 114 again. And it didn't this one with a touch. He's awesome. Once every three months. So keep paying him.
2: Is he a free agent? Is he, is he going to get another monster I think he's entering deal? the third year of his... He
3: yeah. will not be a monster deal. Only a team based on psychotics would pay him a monster deal at this point.
2: I mentioned Terry Bradshaw. I got him as a loser here. How many times are you going to bring up that you threw 11 or 12 passes in a game uh, when you're trying to do this interview on the platform after the NFC title game. And then you have George Kittle there, one of the most charismatic young players in the league. He's right next to you, and then you just send him, say, take this trophy and go slap hands. You ask Kittle a question, save the segment. I mean, I guess, yeah, you're you in the category of people that didn't
3: need to hear another two-minute uh, narrative about the 1978 Steelers, so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, it just, if you base it alone on the post-game uh, for both teams, I feel like the Chiefs are the beat you want to be on, and the Niners. It's going to be a little dry unless you can get locked in with Kittle, who's a lot of fun. But we'll see. You'll be on that beat, Mark. One of those, right? Negative. In Miami, what? Absolutely. You're not, not. going to the seven. No, a.m. I will. Practices? I will
3: be tracking things like a professional, but at my at my discretion.
2: I have a Put it that way. My discretion. <laughs> Good gig if you can get it. Uh, you got anything else? Loser, anyone
4: like me who climbed up on a soapbox after that Rams-Chiefs shootout last year and looked at the landscape of football and said, hey, defense and running games are done. It's all aerial attacks. It's all going to be 50 to 48 every week. Uh, You know, running backs are going the way of the Dodo Bird and the fullback. Defense is – linebackers are out. No, you know, football is – the 49ers ran as, as much as anybody in the playoffs these last two games. The Titans ran their way into the AFC title
2: game. There are still many different ways to win in football. You we're far from alone. That was a, a, <laughs> that was a football cognoscenti
5: wide dirt nap.
3: Yeah. Crowded soapbox. I don't even know what a soapbox is. I was that was what I was thinking. <laughs> Although
5: commentary. you say that and you and you're absolutely right, especially when you have Kyle Shanahan calling your plays. It's like, yeah, if you can run for 7 yards per carry, yeah, running's pretty great. Uh I don't know. This might be a 44 to 30 or 41 Super Bowl. I mean, I could I could see that cuz as as great as the 49ers the, the best defense in the NFL is the 49ers. They can give up three straight touchdowns like that. They did. They've done it against the Seahawks a few weeks ago. They did it today. It's like even the great defenses have trouble slowing down great offense.
3: I mean, a, a year ago, no one was saying the Rams were going to score three points. So I, I, I would just That's say fair. that losers would be anyone that tell us over the next two weeks exactly what's going to happen. We've all learned the four of us. We don't know at all what will happen. Mm. It is a complete mystery.
2: Good thing is only two weeks of build up for a single game. So
3: what could go wrong? <laughs> Oh god!
2: <laughs> All right, so here is the schedule for the Around the NFL podcast. Coming up, we have a show Tuesday. We'll have a show on Thursday. We'll have some fun special guest on Thursday, uh, Mina Kimes. Special guest, the great Mina Kimes of ESPN. I mean, she's the hottest name in uh, sports Twitter right now. And we have her on the show.
5: That that feels like in the studio
3: cat. or over the phone? How are we That's doing? A good question.
5: Where are we getting Mina? TBD. I mean, I assume she's here since she lives in L.A., but I guess I didn't. didn't. Okay. Well,
2: Mina's going to be on the show Thursday. That's exciting. Uh, Then we are on planes on Sunday and Monday, so no weekend show. Uh, And then once we get to Miami, we'll have a Tuesday show, and Ricky's working on something special potentially for Tuesday. We'll see uh, how that goes. How is that without giving anything
5: away, Ricky? How's that going?
1: Uh, Smooth sailing.
5: Now what if like what
1: happens if Ryan
5: Bartlett has to end up taking over for you like in, in Miami? Honestly
3: I would do that for him.
1: He hasn't no. been able to go. Um I mean he has been able to go, but he's never you know, the Chiefs are in it. So oh, yeah, that's
2: an easy swap. Ricky just steps down as producer for a week. <laughs> yeah. Ryan
1: I could use the vacation okay, that's done. time, mm. you know.
2: No, go we on. need you here for ingest, whatever that means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
3: a lot of behind-the-scenes,
2: you know, Okay, We're getting
5: you both there. It's going to be a Bartlett-Tamposi cry. Hashtag get Bartlett to Miami. Uh,
2: Let's all figure it out as a group. Um, All right. And, uh, yeah, so then we'll be in Miami Tuesday. We'll have a show. We'll have a show on Thursday. That will be our big Super Bowl preview. We'll have our live show that Thursday night. It's going to be a ton of fun. And then, of course, the Super Bowl
5: uh, recap from uh, Hard Rock Stadium. We'll be there in the flesh. So who are you going to get as, like, the fourth host since I'm going to be fired after uh, this show?
2: <laughs> it's an exciting new uh, turn in the show, and we'll be discussing that tonight. I feel like when when it's time to call people to the carpet, as they say, Mark and I are totally in the clear. Yep. Uh, Wes will be castigated uh, for his decision to tee up Greg. Who Wait,
4: right in the middle of when I was saying, but we can't say that on this podcast. <laughs> well,
2: you know, Wes, a
3: broadcasting trick is don't set the table. But
4: you in know, Greg. Fashion. You know,
2: Greg's a live wire. He's the bad boy of sports podcasts. Maybe
4: if he waits to listen to what I said, <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I'm getting.
5: We're going yeah, back yeah. to it's our unfair. We're going back to a you know a two man show. Wait, trail. how can you say it's unfair? You're the one. You're the only one peddling this narrative. It's like the the, <laughs> the cheating. It's scandal. unfair. I'm the one uh, who thought of this.
2: It's the cheating scandal in MLB.
5: It's like there are people directly
2: involved, but sure. then there are. Basically, just like ripples. Yep. And you're part of the ripple, unfortunately, Wes. So. Oh, whatever.
5: You're part of a culture, Wes. Oh, yeah. You're like AJ and Hinch. <laughs> like, oh, I, I really wish they had stopped it, except I'm all their bosses. This is bound we're to happen break. sooner or later.
4: Um, this ride's been going on too long. <laughs>
2: right, exactly.
4: We have two spots we open due. for the Super we Bowl, to actually. Get bring, bring, a Bartlett, friend, bring a
2: friend, Bring a friend. That's right. Bartlett can just replace me. There you uh, go. <laughs> all right. So that's all covered. All right. So there you go. Are we going with the cozy? Wait, shut that down. We got a,
3: Oh, I forgot
2: about It's a bit of a tradition. Uh, wh- what about you, Mark? We were able to get you out after our I don't, I don't think so this evening. Okay.
3: I have to go. I have a Niners fan at home so, who is... It's a long-held tradition.
2: She's oiled and ready to go.
3: Greg, <laughs> why are you topping yourself with more r- utterly ridiculous comments? Did you say oiled? That is utterly know. ridiculous. What is wrong
5: with you? <laughs> I don't know. All right. Okay. It we'll not the, the, the word point. I was searching for. <laughs>
3: Greg will perish.
5: Lubricated.
2: It, Jesus. <laughs> Signing off major for. Guide store the mailman, the old boss, Ricky Hollywood, and Ryan Bartlett. Hashtag oh get Bartlett to Miami. Till Tuesday. Uh.